love Trader Joe's. This is not a sponsored episode, but I really do love them. I go there all the time, get lots of good things. But ever since this pandemic began, my local Trader Joe's is extremely, extremely small. So they have their capacity limit. There has been a line outside of that store. I drive by all the time just hoping that there won't be a line, but there always is. The first time I went to Trader Joe's and saw the line, I said, nope, you know what? I'm going to wait and I can do this. And I decided to get in line and I had to wait about 30 minutes to get into the grocery store. That was at the time when everyone was afraid. People were piling up thinking that they would never be able to leave their homes again. But I was willing to wait for 30 minutes. It seemed important enough to stand in that line. Since then, though, there's still been a line and there have been several times when I've driven all the way to Trader Joe's. I've seen the people standing outside in the cold or the heat or whatever it was and just said, nope, and left. I didn't get my groceries. I didn't get what I needed. I just did not want to wait. What's worse is that the line does not last nearly as long as it used to. Now there might be a line outside and you have to wait five minutes at the most. But still, I see it and I say, nope, I do not want to wait. Because waiting's hard. And waiting for Trader Joe's is one thing, but the reality is, is that all the time we are waiting for God. We're waiting to receive his gifts, to know exactly how good his plan is, to know that we actually can trust him. And that's a lot harder than waiting for some kale gnocchi. I am Cecilia Ciccone, and Jesus loves you, this I know, because he's waiting with you. Now, I have a confession about this episode, and there's a lot of confessions actually in here. I've done a lot of things differently than what I expected them to. The first thing is, is that this episode is really just totally going along with the Holy Spirit. I'm actually recording this episode on Monday, which is normally the day that I release the podcast. And that's because I had had this whole episode planned. I was going to talk about grace, because in the last episode... I was talking about how so often when we're talking about the faith, we use these words and they mean different things to different people. And so part of my goal in in this podcast is to be able to break them down so that we can all be on the same level, so that we can all be talking about the reality of God's love without feeling left out because of the truth that his love does not leave any of us out. And yet, as I was saying that exact thing, as I went back to edit the podcast, I said, oh my goodness. I say the word grace, refer to God's grace, say that something is such a grace over and over and over again, and I never actually say what I mean. So I had planned for this episode to be about grace, to be about that gift of God's life. And I had it all planned out and I was ready to go and something didn't feel right. The Holy Spirit really led me. I know it was in part for my own spiritual well-being. But also, I think because he wants you to know something too, how God is not just with us, like sitting beside us as we wait, but that he is actually waiting with us. That's what this episode is going to be about. I've also learned very humbly to probably not say my intentions for future episodes because God is the one in charge, not me. So eventually I will, please God, get to that episode about grace. But it's not this week. This week, we're talking about waiting. And as I've said so often on this podcast, I need it as much as anyone. I'm struggling to wait right now. And God has shown me immense love in many parts of my life. 
in real places of pain, of places of joy. But there are often things that come up that interrupt or that lead me to forget about how much God loves me. And that's the reality that God's love is not something that we feel all the time. But that doesn't change the fact that he does, in fact, love us. When we don't experience that peace of being loved by God, when there feels like a break, which is kind of what I'm experiencing a little bit right now, it takes a little bit more effort to remember that we are loved by God. But we can find peace in knowing that he does love us. And hopefully with this podcast, even if you don't know that you are loved by God in the place where you find yourself right now, you can take a cue from the name of the podcast and you can trust me. Trust me that I know that Jesus loves you. Because that's the point of this episode, is that Jesus doesn't just love us in the good things. He doesn't just love us when things go our way. He doesn't just love us because we open a perfectly ripe avocado. No, he loves us because of everything. And this question of waiting, of what it means to wait, of the reality that, yes, you can pray for patience and that means that God will make you wait, but it's just a part of life. And I'm really bad at it. I can look back at the most difficult, the most painful parts of my life, and pretty much all of them are connected to some part of waiting, to something that I didn't know what was going to happen, and it created this horrible anxiety in me. That's my human condition. This is something that I'm sure I will be working with for my entire life. And I don't know if this is the case for you, but for me, waiting is almost worse than the worst case scenario. That's something that's really confusing because you would think that the worst case scenario would be the worst. But no, for me, in my own brokenness and the things that I struggle with, waiting to figure out whether I get to enjoy the best case scenario or if I need to figure out how to cope with the worst case scenario, that is the most painful. And friends, I have to tell you, the worst case scenario is never as bad as I thought it might be. It's always okay. This is my human brokenness. I know that one of these coping mechanisms that I've learned over the years that someone taught me is that you imagine yourself coping with the worst case scenario and realizing that you'll be fine. That makes it better. And it does for a few seconds. But waiting is hard. We can try to make it better. We can try to make it easier. I don't know. For my whole life, I don't think it'll get any easier. But one thing is sure. In the waiting, God is loving me. God is loving you too. Because this waiting, this not having things in our control, not knowing exactly what is going to happen, that's human. And that's super real. God does know what's going to happen. He knows exactly how whatever is going to happen is going to bring you to your ultimate goal of heaven with him. But that doesn't mean that he looks over the anxiety or the pain of waiting. He knows it. And he's experienced it himself because he loves you. Because waiting has been difficult for me for probably my entire life. I've also talked to a fair amount of people who are much wiser than me about waiting and about growing closer to God in the waiting. And one of the practical things that they've always said is something that we talked about a few episodes ago, which was living in the present moment. This idea of the sacrament of the present moment. But for me and my personality, when I'm waiting, living in the present moment, asking, okay, whatever happens in the future, it doesn't matter. I don't even know if I'll have a future. I just need to focus on right now. That just does not work for my personality. It's impossible. 
And trying to force that to work just by will to make myself holier, or at least what I think holy looks like, it doesn't work. It just makes me frustrated and it doesn't actually open me up to God's grace. And so if you find yourself struggling to live in that present moment, if you find yourself struggling to be open to that peace of knowing that God is in control, I'm here to tell you in my own brokenness, I think it's okay. I think that God understands what it is that makes it so difficult to accept that peace. Because in this struggle, in the waiting, it's possible to encounter God's love for us in a way that wouldn't be possible if we actually totally lived in the present moment. If we actually did everything just as we were supposed to, we might not learn the same things about God's love. And I'm certain that this might be heretical. (laughs) So y'all can leave me some angry comments. But one thing that I've learned is that God does not allow us to suffer. He never causes us to suffer, but he doesn't prevent us from suffering because he wants to bring a greater good out of it. And as I've talked about before, that greater good is sometimes something that we can see and understand, but so often it's not. And if God really does love us, if we were created out of love for love, everything that he does is out of love for us, then if he allows us to experience pain while we're trying to wait, it's because he wants to bring something even greater out of it, and he wants to reveal his love for us in an even deeper way. Several years ago, I was waiting for something, and it was something that was years in the future, but that I desired so much to happen right then in that moment. I was frustrated. I was angry with God, fighting with him, saying, why can't you give this to me sooner than I want? And that day I was praying the Liturgy of the Hours, which is part of the prayer of the Catholic Church. It contains a selection of psalms, some reading from scripture, and a number of prayers. And the Office of Readings is one of the the hours, one of the times of prayer, in addition to a scripture reading, is often a reading from something in the history of the church, from a church document or a saint. And for the life of me, I can't go back and find it, but I remember it clear as day when I was praying that. The reading was from a saint who was talking about waiting for heaven. He was talking about how waiting for heaven is painful. And I know I've experienced that, especially with older holy people who are like, look, I just... I just want to go to God. I mean, I guess if he wants me to stay on this earth, I'm fine. But like, I'm happy with what I've done. I just want to be with him. That waiting to be with God is extremely, extremely painful. But what this reading said was that the longer we wait, the more we experience that pain, the more we desire God. That that pain is the pain of love. That's the pain of not having a good thing that we were made for. And that's the pain of waiting. Because wanting good things is what we were made for. We were made for everything that is good. And in this life, wanting good things hurt because we can't have all of them. That's just, we don't have the capacity to receive all of them, even if we could. Not to mention the fact of sin and the fact that we live around people who are greedy. We're greedy ourselves. We lack things that we want. We lack good things. These good things are not in our control. They aren't something that we can buy. They belong ultimately to God. And so the only way that we will receive 
the things that we desire, the good things that we're waiting for, is if they come from him. So we have to wait. We have to trust him. And God is always offering us peace. I've heard that often that, you know, the saints just emanated this peace. But also, (laughs) for those of us who struggle with that anxiety, who struggle to accept and surrender ourselves to that peace, God is offering us something as well. That the waiting itself is a gift. And he's revealing his love for us in a new and deeper way. Because you see, all good desires that are in our heart come from God. I think of the times in my life that I've waited. You know, when I was waiting for college, what I desired was to fulfill God's plan for my life. And that was what I was waiting for when I was waiting to hear from the convent, when I was waiting to hear whether or not God wanted me to stay in the convent. That desire to do and fulfill my life's work is good. And I challenge you, if you have anything that you're waiting for, any desires that you have, to ask, how are they good? How did they come from God? Did God place this desire in my heart? And if we can conclude that, yes, God did place that desire, that that's something that obviously came from him, he would not give us a desire that he cannot and will not fulfill. So that's something that can make us feel a little bit better, right? That if I want some good thing, even if I can't get it for myself, even if I have to wait for it, even if it's painful, that means that God will fulfill it. God will give me that good thing. And we kind of talked about this, well, we've been talking about it the whole podcast, the whole time this podcast has been live, is this reality that God's goal is for us to be with him forever in heaven. If fulfilling that desire while I'm here on earth will prevent me from getting to heaven with him, such as if I desire a great amount of money, and that would lead me to greed and to hurt other people and would ultimately lead me to reject his love, then it's a good thing, praise God, that he does not fulfill that desire here on earth. And that's confusing to us because if God could fulfill our desires, why wouldn't he? That is the ultimate question. I mean, yes, yes, we can say God will fulfill our desires when we're in heaven with him, but that's not really satisfying because it's like, okay, but I want good things now. I want my family member to not be sick. I want homelessness to not be an issue. I want COVID to go away. All of those seems like good things. Why isn't God fulfilling those desires? And that's a great question. And I don't presume to know exactly why God does what he does. But I do know that Jesus loves you. And a comparison that I can make is like a parent who asks a child what kind of cake they want for their birthday. And this seems kind of silly right now. But the child can't get the cake for themselves, right? But when they ask for it, they totally believe that they will receive a chocolate cake with chocolate icing or a yellow cake with sprinkles on top or like my little sister asked for her second birthday, a castle. The child believes that if the parent asked for whatever they wanted, that they would receive it. Now, certainly there's a gap, right, between when the child asks for it and when they receive it. And maybe in that time they're wondering, did I ask for something too much? Was that something too good to be true? They might struggle with that a little bit, but no, ultimately they tell themselves, mom or dad wouldn't have asked if they weren't going to give it to me, right? And the reason the parent asked 
And sometimes parents put parameters, right? Like, okay, you can choose this cake or this cake. Which one do you want? Because they know that if they open up everything for the child, that then things could get a little bit crazy. They might ask for something that they can't provide. They want to make sure that if they give the child an option, it's something that they can receive. And every desire that we experience, that's like God asking, okay, what is it that you want? And he plans to give it to us. He plans to give it to us in the way that is best and most fitting and will ultimately lead to our goal of heaven with him. And something that I've been praying about, that this is a facet of the waiting, of how hard it is to wait, that God has really put on my heart. And that's really what is the impetus for this episode and doing this episode now, first week of Advent, is that when you want to give a good gift, which is what God wants to give us, he wants to give us every good gift, every good desire of our heart, it's really hard to not give it right away. I can remember when I was little and getting presents and trying to keep them for Christmas, but ultimately just spilling the beans or asking someone, hey, do you like this very specific thing? That was definitely the present that I got for them because I knew it was a good gift and I didn't want to keep it a secret because it's hard. We don't want to keep good gifts to ourselves. And that's exactly how God is, that God wants to give us every good gift and he's capable of giving us every good gift. And just as much as we are waiting to receive every good thing, he is right there waiting to give us every good thing. But it's not best for us to have every good thing right now. And that's hard. That's hard for us. And what the Lord has really put on my heart, why I wanted to do this episode now, is because it's hard for him to. It's hard for him to not fulfill our every desire right now in the moment, just as we want it. And from all eternity, he has been willing to wait to give us those gifts because he knew that that is what would be best for us. That is how we would come to heaven if he was willing to wait. And so as we're waiting to receive these good things, God is not only waiting beside us, but he is waiting right there with us, waiting to give them to us. Together we're waiting. There's that tension of both of us, him wanting to give it to us, us wanting to receive it from him, but that's not what's best. So we hold that tension together. He is waiting because he loves you. You are waiting because he loves you. That's the truth. Because if he was just Santa Claus, if he just gave us everything that we wanted, well, that would be easy for God. It would be easy for him to wave a wand. It's hard to love. It's hard to wait. We do it. God does it too. And that is a beautiful, painful, not Hallmark Christmas movie love story. And the truth is that we aren't the only ones who wait. This is something that has taken place throughout human history. For the past several months, I've been teaching Old Testament to my middle schoolers. And over and over again, it's funny because every single class, I have to kind of run through everyone that we've covered up until that point. So it's like, okay, you got the story. This is this Adam and Eve, right? And then Abraham. <laughs> we run through everything. The whole Old Testament, the whole story of the Jewish people is a story of waiting. God was super present with them in the waiting, right? God was with them as they left Egypt and entered into the promised land. God was with them even as they went into exile. God was with them the entire time. But God was also waiting to come to them in the person of Jesus Christ. 
So they're waiting to receive God. God is waiting to come to them. It's painful. Israel underwent some really big trials. And certainly God was fighting that urge to just come to them and just save it and fix it. But he knew that that wasn't what was best for them. So he waited. That's love. And then, of course, because it's Advent, it seems very appropriate to mention Mary, who was waiting. Mary, who the angel came to her and told her that she would have a son, would be the son of God. And she knew all that that meant. But then immediately the angel left. I've thought about that moment often. The angel came, gave this news that was not only life-changing for Mary, but literally universe-changing, and then left. And what was that next moment like for Mary? Yes, she went in haste to visit her cousin. But was there a second of, wait a second, was that real? Now I'm going to have to wait to see exactly what God's plan will look like. It's a real temptation to get so caught in that waiting that we have forgotten that God has told us exactly what he's going to do. And that's the reality that he will fulfill every good desire and that he will always be with us. And like I've said before, I'm not spouting my own spiritual wisdom over here. This is what God has said he would do. And it's one of the greatest challenges in my spiritual life, but it's also one of the greatest places where I have grown in knowing that God loves me. And I think that's why he asked me to do it so often. Why so often I find myself in this place of waiting is because this is where God wants to love me. You don't have to take my word for it. You can take his word for it. All right. This week's scripture is from the gospel of St. Matthew. The Lord says, ask and it will be given to you. Seek and you will find. Knock and the door will be opened to you. For everyone who asks, receives. The one who seeks, finds. And to the one who knocks, the door will be opened. Which of you, if your son asks for bread, will give him a stone? Or if he asks for fish, will give him a snake? If you then, though you are fallen, know how to give good gifts to your children, how much more will your Father in heaven give good gifts to those who ask him? The word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. This week's Saint of the Week Whoa, it's a good one. Okay, confession, he's not actually a saint, but he's pretty well on his way to becoming a saint. And that is Venerable Matt Talbot. Venerable Matt Talbot uh, lived in Ireland in the 19th century. And at a very young age, he began working. Eventually, he was working in shipping and on the docks and started to drink some of the wine and the whiskey that the merchants were selling. At about 12 years old, he became quickly dependent on these substances. And that's something that he really carried with him into young adulthood. Basically, he would work the whole week and he would work to get money just so that he could drink it with his friends. Eventually, he lost his job. And there was one night when he was waiting for his friends outside of a bar, just waiting for them to invite him in for a drink because he had no money. Friend after friend passed by, he said hi to them, was waiting for them to invite him in. And no one did. And it was in that moment that he realized that he had built his entire life at that point, essentially around drinking, and that there was nothing really of substance. And he felt in his heart this desire, this longing for God, this longing for something more. He stopped drinking. He started giving his life up to great prayer and fasting, to penance, to help him to moderate those desires. But he said that it never got any easier. He lived a nice, long life. He stopped drinking when he was in his 20s, 
but he said the entire time it never got any easier. This is one of his quotes. He said, never be too hard on the man who can't give up a drink. It's as hard to give up the drink as it is to raise the dead to life again. Both are possible and even easy for our Lord. We have only to depend on him. Matt Talbot suffered because of his drinking, and quite frankly, he suffered when he stopped drinking too. That waiting for God to deliver him from that desire to drink, that hope that God would fulfill him with himself, with his own life, the hope that God would fill that hole that he had been trying to fill with alcohol, it wasn't realized in this life. But now, please God, he's in heaven where everything is fulfilled. But his whole life was defined by that waiting, that waiting to be filled, that temptation to fill that hole with alcohol and instead saying, God, just as I'm waiting to be fulfilled by you, I believe that you are waiting to fill this void in me. He said, I know I can't fill it on my own and I'm not going to try. I'm going to trust in you. Venerable Mount Talbot, his life was defined by waiting. And that waiting ultimately produced the fruit that he so deeply desired. Venerable Matt Talbot, intercede for us. This week's love tap, I had a sleepover with my little sisters. And that is something so small, but I hadn't actually done that, I don't know, maybe since I was in high school, maybe before then, to actually have that quality time. We stayed up really late and God was reminding me that he loves me not because I accomplish great things for him or because I, I serve him with my life, which I do, but that he loves me just as I am, that I can let myself go, that I can become childlike and be dependent on him. I can have fun. And so for that, I praise God. And that is this week's love tap. Let us pray in the name of the Father and the Son and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Come, Lord Jesus. We are waiting for you. We need you in our hearts. We need you in our homes. We need you in our world. Just as we long and desire for you, O Lord, we trust and believe that you long and desire to have us as your own. Help us, Lord, to trust you in this waiting. Help us to trust that just as we love you, you love us so much more. We pray especially tonight, Lord, for the people who are waiting whose waiting will not be fulfilled on this earth, that they will trust you in their final moments. We pray also for those who are waiting for the good things that come from you and who are trying to fulfill those desires themselves. We pray for those who are struggling with addiction, that you will help them to know that you are with them in the waiting, not just side by side with them, but experiencing that pain of love. Thank you, Lord, for loving us. Amen. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. This has been Jesus Loves You, This I Know, a podcast on God's love. I am Cecilia Ciccone, and I would love to connect with you on social media, where you can find me at CEC Squared. This is normally the part of the episode where I invite you to consider donating to help financially support the podcast. But this week, I'm going to invite you to support the mission in a slightly different way. If you have enjoyed this podcast and have come to know God's love in a deeper way, I pray that you would help me to get the word out so that others can also know that God loves them. You can help get the news out about this podcast by sharing it on social media or leaving a review wherever you listen to your podcasts. 
Jesus loves us all so deeply, and even these small ways can help others to encounter God's love, because God knows I can definitely not do it on my own. All right, that's it for this episode. Thank you so much for listening. Until next time, we'll be united in prayer. And remember, Jesus loves you, this I know, because, well, because of everything.